Thank you for joining us this Sunday worship service. Also, thank you for joining us via YouTube and Facebook. But before that, just turn to neighbor. Namimiss ko to. Sabi mo sa kanila, I miss you. Oh, may nag-apiran, bawal yan, na? <laughs> I miss you. Sabi mo, I miss you. You know, we miss each other. It's been a long time. Who is the first time to be here in the church? Raise your hand. A number of us. We miss each other. And we thank the Lord. And if I look around, some of you ay pumayat and some of you ay <laughs> nag-enlarge. But we thank the Lord. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. But we thank the Lord for the past month, the Lord has sustained us. In a couple of days, we'll be celebrating Christmas and New Year. And all throughout the months, all throughout the weeks, the Lord has been there with us with our lives, with our families. We thank God for that. So, once again, we miss you all. And just turn to the person on your right. Sabihin mo sa kanya, I miss you. Kung nasa online kayo, at uh, katabi niyo yung housemate niyo, sabihin niyo na rin, I miss you too rin. <laughs> you know, a few days ago, I was uh, reading a news in a CNN website. And there's one article that I stumbled upon. And in this article, it's trying to summarize the year of 2020 by highlighting some pictures that was taken in the year. And sadly, most of them are bad news. Ito po yung nakita ko sa, sa CNN. Sabi dito, 2020, the year in pictures. In the article, it says, it might not be a year you want to remember, but 2020 is one you will never forget. Blame the virus, which has taken more than 1.5 million lives, devastated economies across the globe, and changed the way we live our lives. Think the more we change the way we live our life. You can never see the person beside you smile. Think the more. mo nakita yung tartar nila. We can never see each other all, or, or all the things that we do. We can't hug anymore and embrace each other. All these things have changed. Sabi dito, it has been a messy, tragic year, and it's not over yet. Even the latest Time Magazine edition have published a cover. Ito ang cover page nila. 2020, the worst year ever. And the statement there where we go after this awful year. Surely many of us would consider 2020 as a sad, dark, and gloomy year. But as God's people, how should we respond? Should we respond like the world? I even wonder how can we even have a memorable Christmas having these discouraging events looming around us? You know, brothers and sisters, Celebrating Christmas should not be defined by external events or the things that's happened. Yes, it will affect our emotion. But the more we understood the true significance of Christmas, why Jesus was born, the more we understood its meaning, then all the more we have the reason to celebrate Christmas and have a joyful celebration. I've entitled this sharing, The Great Significance of Jesus' Birth, and I'll be reading some portion in Matthew chapter 1. Hopefully in your time you can read the whole chapter, but I'll be selecting a few. 
So I invite all of us to stand. And um, follow along with me. Uh, I'll be reading it. Matthew chapter 1, verse 17 to 25. Verse 17. So all the generation from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to Christ, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Jesus, uh, Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce, divorce her quietly. But as she considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her, his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, thank you once again that we are gathered here in your place, Lord, in Shekinah Hall, and even gathered in our respective homes listening to your word. I pray, Lord, as we tackle your word, we ask for your Holy Spirit to make your word plain and simple. I pray, O oh God, as we look into your word, all the more that we will encounter you, all the more we will experience you touching our heart, convicting our hearts, because we desire, Lord, to have a right perspective. What is Christmas all about? so that we can rejoice and respond appropriately. Salamat po, Panginoon, for this afternoon as we study your word. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. See, before the story of birth of Jesus was narrated in chapter 1, chapter 1 began with a summary of Jesus' genealogy. And if you look at the Matthew chapter 1, you see all the names. With this genealogy, we'll be able to trace Jesus' lineage. He is in the lineage of King David in Abraham. This is very important because the Messiah has to be in that specific lineage. And as the story unfolds, we read that Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. Nalaman ni Joseph na pregnant si Mary. Paano nalaman? Sige, mga ladies, siyempre lumaki. Obvious. Nalaman niya pregnant ang, ang kanyang magiging asawa o betrothed. So he decided to divorce her quietly because he's a just man. And then suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, in verse 20, he says here, She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. 
And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So after experiencing such supernatural dream, Joseph plan change. Now, let me ask you, pag may anghel na dumating sa panaginip nyo, anong gagawin nyo? Tulog ulit. Wag, busy pa ako bukas. Tulog muna ako. How will you respond? See, interesting, Joseph plan is changed instantly. And he started, and he decided to marry her still. But what was the cause of this sudden change? Was it because that he had a supernatural experience? Probably so. But I believe it's not just a supernatural encounter that caused him to change his mind. But rather, it's the message that the angel brought that influenced his decision. It's the message. Because the angel's message describes the significance the importance of Jesus' birth, that Jesus is divine, that Jesus has a purpose to accomplish, that Jesus is the promise that they've been waiting for. And there are three things that I would like to highlight on why, to why Christ's birth is of great importance. And the first thing is that Jesus' birth reminds us of God's promises. It reminds us of God's promises. In verse 22, it says here, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has, had spoken by the prophet. To fulfill what the Lord has spoken. This means that Jesus' birth has been prophesied 100 years ago. That had been planned and never an accident. It came from God. It's not created by any man. It said it to fulfill what the Lord has spoken. It is a promise of God. And the words spoken by the prophet, if you would check, the cross-reference is that is found in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It was referring to a prophecy that prophet Isaiah made in 700 B.C. So it means 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophecy already had been made. And if you look closely in the scriptures, there are other prophecies that have been made concerning the birth of Christ. As mentioned by Brother Richard last week, I just want to highlight a few. First, it's in Genesis. It's in Genesis because of the, when, when sin came into to man, God made a promise there. I will put an enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you, you will strike his heel. This is what the Lord saying to the servant. Then also here, Abrahamic covenant. In Genesis 22:18, he says, In your offspring shall all the nation of the earth be blessed. In other translation, not offspring, they use seed. And it speaks of who will bless the, all the nation? Our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Davidic, Davidic covenant. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 16, and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. It speaks of Jesus Christ reigning forever and ever. And there are more 
prophecy that had been made. And here are a few of the lists that I, I will show you. Messiah, where that he will be born in Bethlehem, that he will be born a virgin, that he will be a descendant of Jacob, that he will be from a tribe of Judah, and he will be called Emmanuel. And you see all this, this is just a few, and there are other verses in the scripture that points to Jesus. You see, the Israelites were anticipating for all these promises to be fulfilled, waiting for the Messiah to rescue them from the grip of their oppressors. And for 400 years, the Israelites were under different foreign rulers, and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting for God's promise to be fulfilled. And when the angel spoke to Joseph, when the angel came to Joseph's dream, I believe it should strike a chord in Joseph's heart that it should bring hope and comfort and peace. Why? Because the Messiah has arrived. And the Messiah is in the womb of his wife. Now, the application here, some way or another, we have received God's promises in our life. And we have been waiting for it to be fulfilled in our lives. Unlike men's promises, men's, when men make promise, they have a tendency to break it. But God will stand, His promise will stand forever. God is the promise keeper. He will fulfill the promises that He made for you and for me according to His word and His character. And if you've been waiting for the fulfillment of God's promise in your life, remember to trust Him and wait patiently. It might not be our timeline, but it's always perfect if it's God's timeline. Kaya sabihin mo sa katabi mo, titigan mo, wait lang, Bes. Sabi ni Pastor Ray, Bes. Wait lang. God will fulfill this promise. God will fulfill His promise. First, we learn that the birth of Christ reminds us of God's promises and that He will fulfill them. Second thing we learn is this, that Jesus' birth reminds us of His purpose. His purpose is to save us from our sin. In verse 21, the angel of the Lord describes Jesus' purpose. He says here, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. For he will save his people from his sin. Many of the misconceptions of the Jewish nation during the time is that they're waiting for a warrior king, someone who's strong that will deliver them out from the foreign hold of wrestlers. But what they missed out was that Jesus' purpose was to rescue mankind from the greatest problem that gripped and enslaved the whole humanity, and that is sin. If you will look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ, if you look at Matthew chapter 1, the names that was mentioned there, you will notice that all of them were not perfect. You will notice how sin distorted and destroyed their lives on how it affected their relationship with God. I will just give you and highlight a few of them. In verse 
too. Here, it mentioned Jacob. You know the story of Jacob. Jacob and Esau. Sila ay magkapatid, but they have sibling rivalry. What's the name, the meaning of Jacob? Deceiver. Pinangalanan mo anak mo, deceiver. And they, were, they have that competition with one another, and they hate each other. They have sibling rivalry. And then in verse 3, they mention a name there, Tamar, or Tamar. Tamar. Who is this Tamar? Tamar is the daughter-in-law of Judah. Follow me. Tamar is the daughter-in-law of, of Judah. Pero si to, Tamar, inintays niya yung father-in-law to have a sexual relationship with her. Ayan, telisere yan. And then Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. And then in verse 6, the wife of Uriah. Sino ang wife of Uriah? It was Bathsheba. And you know what Bathsheba did with King David? Si King David, wala siyang magawa, palakad-lakad sa palasyo niya. Biglang may nakita na liligo. Gamit ay lax soap. And he was just walking there, and he was not supposed to there. You know, I was thinking of this. David was supposed to be in a war. But instead of going to a war, nandoon siya at nagbubo. Planado, magaling. Alam niyang oras. Alam niya kung kailan, kung saan siya tatayo. And what happened? David lasted. David took Bathsheba as his wife. David committed adultery. You know what? David planned a murder. Ayan talaga, dapat yan ang ginagawa ng teleserya. He committed a murder. He committed all these things. And then in later part of the verses, we... The, in, the, in Matthew 1, are other kings who are evil kings, and one of them is King Manasseh. You know, King Manasseh did evil in the sight of the Lord. He erected altars for Baal and worship and served them. If you look at the genealogy that mentioned the names of the character that was named in Matthew 1, you know what? It is tainted with rivalry. It is tainted with jealousy. It is tainted with bitterness. It was tainted with lust. It was tainted with sexual immorality. It was tainted with hatred. It was tainted with murder. It was tainted with idolatry. And the list goes on. And the root cause of all these things is sin. Sino nagturo na magalit ka sa atabi mo? Hindi mo lang gusto yung hairstyle niya, nagselos ka na. Nagpariban lang kapat katabi mo, gusto mo na rin ng magpariban. Nag-lose weight lang yung kapatid mo, katabi mo, naingit ka, lose weight ka din. But those, there's nothing wrong with those things because of sin. But you know what? Jesus' purpose is to save us from sin. And Paul explained our fallen condition. In Romans 3, he says here, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But because of Jesus, 
We are justified by His grace as a gift to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You know what? Jesus was born humbly in a manger that He may die painfully on the cross for you and for me. He died because He wanted to show you how much God has loved you with an everlasting love, and He wants to redeem each one of us back to Himself. I pray this Christmas that we will not define Christmas based on mukhang wala kaming party this year. Last year, pasayaw-sayaw isang care group, matching clothes pa. Yes, those are good. But remember, the real meaning, the significance of Christmas is we know that God sent His Son to save us from our sin. Never lose that meaning. Never lose that meaning because we can go and, and follow the world. Ang susundan natin yung 12-12 sale. Nung natapos may 13-13 sale. You know all those things. Those are good. Nothing wrong with that, but never lose why we are still celebrating Christmas. Firstly, Jesus' birth reminds us of His promise, and He is the promise keeper that will fulfill His promise. Second, Jesus' birth reminds us of His purpose, that He came to save us from our sin. And lastly, Jesus' birth reminds us of His presence. He came to dwell among us. In verse 23, we read, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. God with us. Now, for us to understand what it meant, you have to understand the people of God, the Israelites. What truly made an Israelite or a people of God distinct? from the rest of the pagan nation? Was, not, was it their culture? Was it their history? Was it their language? You know what made them distinct as people of God is because God's presence is with them. When they were taken out of Egypt, this is what God said to them. In Exodus 29, verse 45, 46, He said, I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and I will dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. The emphasis here was God's presence dwelling in their midst, which is, means that God is reigning upon them, that they're under God's kingdom, God's lordship, God's rulership, God's protection, God's care, God's covenant, God's blessing, God's love and mercy as God's people. If you look, notice, if you look at the history of Israel, the only time that they are blessed as a nation when God's presence was dwelling in their midst. But each time God's presence depart, the nation of Israel goes to turmoil. Now look at Joseph's time. During the birth of Christ, Israel was enslaved by a foreign nation. Even though they have the religious system in place or the temple was standing in, and, and erected, 
in deep in their mind, where is God? But when the angel came to Joseph, telling Joseph, Emmanuel, God is with us. It's reminding them that God is coming to dwell among his people. That Jesus is the very presence of God who will come to live among his people. You know, God did not send another angel. God did not send another prophet. But God sent his son to be with his people. What made us distinct as a church? What make us unique as God's people? What make Living Word Fellowship different from any community gathering? You know what makes us unique? It is not because we have a nice building or nice worship team. What makes us distinct is because God's presence is dwelling in our midst. God's presence. And the beautiful thing as you look at the scripture, when God, when Jesus died on the cross, in the third day he, uh, he rose again and ascended to heaven, he said he would send the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will be our helper, our comforter, and he will tell you all the truth, and he will guide us. He will refine us, the Holy Spirit, helping us to live our life. Because, you know, our spiritual life cannot be done by our own strength. But with the help of God living in our lives. It's a beautiful reminder that God is with us. Especially this time we are facing so much struggles. One thing that gives us hope and to persevere each day is to know God is with us. Kaya tarabi mo sa mo, God is with us. You know, this pandemic has disrupted a lot of our plans. Many of us are in despair and in hardship. Some of us are homesick. Sino ang homesick dito? Taas kamay. Don't be shy. Oy, lahat gusto dito ah. Sino? Taas yung kamay. Home, home, homesick. Nandyan sa Facebook, YouTube. Homesick ka? Taas mo rin kamay mo. <laughs> Many of us, we cannot go back to the Philippines and be with our families. Pag umuwi tayo, pagbalik natin, baka wala na tayong trabaho. Some of us are having family and marital problems. And even I heard some of the testimony of our sister, their children are wayward. Hindi nila na makontrol ang mga anak nila. Some of us has lost a job. Some of us has lost a dream. Some of us one desire to go to Canada to migrate to another place. But because of these things happening, our plans have been disrupted. Some of us have uncertainties in the future. We don't know what is, lies ahead. We don't know as 2021 will happen. Some of us, our family members are sick. And in I even heard some of our brethren and their family are having COVID-19. Do you know the emotional impact of that person thinking their family 
back home are having COVID-19, nag-50-50, and you cannot go back home and be with them? Some of us have lost a loved one. But despite of all these things, Christmas, as we celebrate and remember the birth of Christ, it reminds us that God is with us. That God is with us. Have you lose hope? Remember, God is with us. Have you, you want to give up? Remember, God is with us. You wanting to quit? Remember, God is with us. You cannot control your employer? Remember, God is with you. Kahit hirap na hirap ka na sa employer, God is with me. Kahit nandito ako sa lion's den, You want to go home and just give up? God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. Amen? God is with us. Remind us that the Lord is with us. As a summary, the great significance of Christ's birth reminds us of God's promises. And He's the promise keeper and will he will fulfill his promises in his time it reminds us of his purpose that he came to save us from our sin and lastly his presence to be with us until the very end in the last chapter of Matthew 20 Matthew the last verse he says that I will be with you I will be with you I will be with you until the end. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. As I conclude, I started by sharing with you the whole, what the whole world is feeling right now. Ito ang feeling nila, that 2020 is the worst year ever. Hindi pa nila alam ang 2021. But they said 2020 is already worst year ever. But being the recipient of God's promises, recipient of God's salvation, recipient of His wonderful presence in our life, my question is how should we respond to the things that's happening around us today? You know how Joseph responded? Joseph obeyed. Joseph obeyed and become an instrument of God's purpose. And it's not an accident that this article is here. It is calling the church. It is calling the church to respond like Joseph. To be an instrument for God. Will you do the same? Look around us today. There are friends, colleagues, family members that considered 2020 as the year, the worst year ever. But we all know that God can turn the worst thing of all to the best thing if they meet Jesus Christ. And all of us are called by God to be an instrument 
to declare his love, his promises, his salvation to those who are in need. The message of Christmas is not just for us to enjoy, but also to share to those who have not known Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this time that we can study your word. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that our celebration is not based on, on how beautiful we have made our homes, decorated our homes. Yes, those are good. Christmas is not about how many parties we attend or the gifts that we receive. Those are good. But bring us back to the true meaning of Christmas, the significance of your birth, Lord Jesus. It's about your promise that you will fulfill your promise, oh God. It's about your purpose that you came to save sinners like me, sinners like us, undeserving, yet you have shown your mercy and your love to each one of us. And we want to thank you, Lord. The significance of your birth, Lord, reminds us of your presence, that you are always with us in our weakness, in our hopelessness. And can no longer move because of all things happening around us. Thank you, Lord, that we know that you are with us. Salamat, Panginoon. As we have remembered the significance of your birth, Lord, I pray that we respond on how Joseph responded. He obeyed you. He used his life to be an instrument for your purpose. And I pray that you touch each one of us, our hearts, to see those who are broken in this time, to feel that those who are feeling that 2020 is the worst year ever, so that we can minister to them and love them, Lord God. Salamat, Panginoon, for reminding us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's just receive the benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. Lord, thank you for this day. We know, Lord, that as we face this brand new week, you will always be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you for those who are joining us in YouTube and Facebook. See you next week. God bless.